0: What's up, you guys? Welcome to the July 3rd edition of the Roto-World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to break down some free agency. We've got some more news. we got some Summer League underway. It's kind of an underwhelming start to Summer League. We'll talk about that and some other topics. With me to do so is Tommy Beer. What's up, man? What's up, Mike? How you doing? Pretty good, man. Enjoying uh, all this news all over the place. It feels like we're almost done with the, the big news on free agency. We're obviously waiting on
1: Kawhi. Uh, yeah, so, it seems like we had that huge explosion at the beginning, and now we're just kind of trickling uh, as, as time goes along. Yeah, there.
0: like I said, the KD KD announcement coming early was huge. Yes, yes. So, but we're still waiting. On, like, there's so many guys in the holding pattern, like Danny Green, obviously, probably more than anyone. Yep. Um, but DeMarcus Cousins and everyone else. So we, we're not going to talk about Kawhi. That'll probably be a whole podcast, and I'm going to yeah. do a, a quick little uh, fantasy fallout when that news hits. Um, we'll see how it goes down. But I did a whole pod by myself on Monday, uh, so I kind of just threw the takes out and didn't really have anybody catch them. Um, okay. <laughs> so um, let's let's um, see what you got to say about some of this stuff. Uh, maybe some big winners that, that jump out. Uh, I said that Bam on a bio, is, that was really my favorite takeaway. I was like, I want to draft him like late third round.
1: Um, what do you think about that? Is that too aggressive, or what do you think? Yeah, it was interesting to see how high you were on him. I think that's, I probably wouldn't reach that high. Um, you know, if Kelly Olynyk had gone out as originally expected in the deal as well, uh, that first deal, you know, with the, with the Jimmy Butler swap, maybe they wouldn't have traded Whiteside at that point. But um, so I, I'm I'm a little bit concerned um, that yeah. the hype. Okay. Yeah. I, I, you know, just just cutting into his minutes. A little, I, I I I I'm excited about him. I'd be very happy to have him on my roster. I think there's a lot of reasons to be excited. I just don't know if he's going to deliver. On the expectations that are going to start getting ratcheted up as we get closer to the season, they're
0: going to be really, really high. Um, exactly. And I mean, you look at how look how he finished the season, though. Uh, like, so in April, he averaged 13-10, uh, block, thirteen ten block, one point three steals, almost two dimes on sixty from the field, seventy nine percent from the line. Like, that's like solid second round right there, and that's just in twenty seven minutes a game.
1: 27 minutes. He averaged those minutes. Yeah, like that's
0: not yeah. even. That. He's gonna get 30 minutes, man. So like he's close to double double, probably three dimes, Block and a half, a steal on good shooting numbers, man. That's give me that. That's like like Hor- when Horford. That's like when
1: Horford was rolling. Like
0: when I we guess were taking just, Horford to like round, you know, like late first, early second. Like that's that's a, that's Al Horford to me.
1: I guess I'm just not 100 percent that he's gonna get 30 minutes. I wouldn't be shocked if it was 28. You know, maybe you know closer to 29. It depends on what they do with Kelly Olynyk. I could see them playing James Johnson at, as a five at sometimes. Um, yeah, I guess I guess if you if I had to bet over under 30, I would go over. Um, but I'm just you know I, I don't think he's going to be in the 33. You know guys that are going to be drafted around him are going to be average 33 minutes, 34 minutes a night. Um, can he handle you know 30 plus minutes a night? Um, you know those are those are the type of questions. Um, you know, again, if he fell, you know, to to the fourth round, certainly, you know, um, but I think if you, you know, if we play the who would you rather game, uh-huh. I think there's there's going to be guys late third, um, that I would have a hard time passing so, up.
0: So let's do that. Uh, so I had mentioned, uh, a question to myself and I'll ask you, uh, Bam or Julius Randall? I think they're going to have very, very similar ADP. So obviously Julius Randall, who was absurd, uh, to finish the season last year. So, preference there uh and i and i'll hand it to you on the knicks as well i'll hand the mic over to you here um let's see what
1: what, what did randall do you have what randall finished last year nine it was like
0: half? 20 26 and like 11 or something with like four or five diamonds insane yeah i'll pull oh, it up yeah by now.
1: i know the stats i'm just wondering at top 100 oh it wasn't you know, that high because he has no defense i know i know so. um I mean, just get last month of the season. Yeah, and I'll
0: pull up his splits really fast. But he's going to be in a huge situation. Um, yeah, he finished 20, uh, 25 points, uh, eight boards, four, almost four dimes. But then .6 blocks, .9 steals, 50% from the field, and only 71% from the line. So
1: not uh, wowing just, you in this. There. there was only two players in the league last year to average at least 21, um, 11, and 3. And shoot over 52% from the floor. It was Giannis Antetokounmpo and Julius Randle. So that kind of tells you about his um, offensive stats. But you're right. that the, uh, Under you know, 0. .7 steals, 0. .6 box. He finished 79th for, on the season. So it's probably, uh,
0: if I, off the top of my head, it was probably like fifth round after the break. Fourth, fifth yes, round. Yes, I would yeah, so yes. I think he's gonna go. Say, like, I I seriously think him and Bam are gonna go like Bam Bam Bam. No pun intended. <laughs> like that's that's well, where they're gonna I, go, and they should. I, I should. And like I've been saying, I just don't trust the Knicks' direction right now, to for me to really invest the top. Besides Mitch Rob, um, I just I, I don't know if I could trust taking a vet uh, on that roster. So I mean, what do you what's your what's your take on uh, like, what are your expectations for Randall's stats? Uh,
1: and did you say if you you would take Randall over Bam? Did you say? Uh, I would probably take Randall just because I think the floor is a little bit higher. I definitely agree. Bam, if Bam plays 32 minutes a night and, you know, his health stays healthy and, you know, I, I think he definitely has a higher upside. Um, whereas Randall, I think just the volume of, you know, his usage rate, the volume of shots he'll get. Um, he was, you know, remember he was putting a big, he's very efficient offensively. Um, and he's putting up big numbers with the Pelicans when he's averaging, you know, 29 minutes a game, 30 minutes a game. I could see him, you know, 30, to 33, 34 with the Knicks. Um, so I think I, I'm a little bit more confident in the floor of Jokic. Randall. I little, I have a little bit more confidence in exactly what I'm buying. Um, so I probably lean Randall. Okay. So you you think that
0: 20 points is sounds like a definitely doable for him?
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. Yeah. I, I think you know 20, you know, 22. And nine twenty you know twenty three and eight somewhere in that neck of the woods is definitely doable it 's a high volume scorer. The Knicks are going to look to push it a little bit because um, they 're not good defensively. They did bring in some some veterans, but you know all those guys are' in one year deals other than um, Randall Randall's the only guy that that uh, has that second year guaranteed um, and he 's clearly kind of the the class of the of their free agent grouping. Um, you know, Taj Gibson, I think, is more there for a locker room presence. I think they overpaid him um, just to have an adult in the room and kind of be a mentor to Mitch and Randall and teach those guys the right way to play, um, you know, and not necessarily eating into their minutes, even though Gibson's still productive. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure what what Fisdale's going to say on his first day of – You know, when he meets with the team and the first thing he's going to say to the media is, listen, I've got 14, they got 14 guys in their roster right now. They have a pretty talented, I shouldn't say talented, they have a deep roster. Um, It's certainly not top heavy, um, but they do have a lot of, you know, pieces you know Ellington's a good three-point shooter in the NBA Bullock's a, a solid three and D wing Taj Gibson you know two years ago played 82 games and at you know shot 56 percent from the floor and averaged 12 and 7 um Bobby Portis is only 24 is showing a lot of upside he put up some impressive numbers for the Wizards um, but defense is obviously an issue with him um Alfred Payton, we know what he can do um, on a night and night out basis from a fantasy standpoint, um, even though he's incredibly inefficient offensively. So there's 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 going to be a lot of competition for minutes. Uh, how does Fisdale handle that? Does he choose to you know focus? you know, I, I, my sense is he's definitely gonna at least say and we'll play you know the first couple months of the season. Listen, I don't care if you were drafted first overall, third overall, if you're an undrafted pre-rookie, if you're a free agent, I'm gonna play, you know, we're not worried about tanking, you know, tanking you know, I think silver Adam Silver in the league. Um, those deserve some credit for really de-incentivizing tanking. Um, you know, you've seen a lot of teams round out their roster. We saw the teams that finished with the second, third, and fourth worst records in the league. None of those teams had a top four pick in the, in the 2019 um, draft. You know, teams in the, that, you know, 33-win Grizzlies team got the second pick. 33-win Pelicans team got the first pick. So there's not that incentive to rush to the bottom. Um, so I think you know the, the, the GM, the management will be comfortable playing those guys. Um, so all that said, I'm not overly confident on a lot of Knicks other than Mitch Robinson, obviously Randall, and probably RJ Barrett. I think Barrett's a little bit undervalued relative to the other rookies. Um, so with that, so so that's kind of my my feeling on the on the on the Knicks. I agree with you that they're risky. Um, a lot of the players are risky. Dennis Smith Jr is very risky. Yeah. Um, all the free agent guys are risky. Um, other than Randall and Robinson and maybe Barrett um, that those are probably the only three um, guys that I, that I have confidence in. Let me, so a
0: couple things that you one on the okay. tanking thing. so I think teams are gonna still tank. like I think that they say, oh my God, if so worst case, if we're the worst team in the NBA we're still gonna pick fifth. Uh, you know, so like I feel like that and and then on top of that. Is if you're fifth and like things don't go your way, you can move back to eighth or ninth and then guys drop off like usually they say pick four, pick six and when guys drop off. Obviously we saw this year, I was really like three guys and stuff. And then also so I mentioned I thought that Randall was like fifth round and that was probably total value, but his per game value was only ninth round with those big stats I said. And that was in thirty three minutes per game, bam, twenty six minutes per game, fifth round. So did, did, my, <laughs> I, I'm, I disagree with you on this one pretty horribly I there's my guy though but um I, and then another thing too so where's Mitch Rob going um like s- late
1: second yeah I think late second early third there'll be some I think was it Doc that picked him? Steve picked him like twelfth overall or something in the in the first, yeah eleventh for a Eleventh yeah. first first. Uh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. But I think yeah. I think like second, early third. I think is a reasonable expectation. But it's a like um, total
0: crapshoot though. Like after I'm not taking bead. Like so after after Drummond and after Gobergo, it's kind of open for bigs. Like I I would have Zion next if I'm going to count him as a, a big, um, and then probably Capella. And then yes. probably Mitch Rob right there, if I'm going just straight centers, like maybe Vooch too, but I think last year was kind of a fluke. He's, he usually has been hurt a lot, um, whether it be thumb injuries and stuff, but I, I don't know if I can invest in Vooch after just kind of one year being how he's older and stuff.
1: It's really so, going to come down to your appetite for risk because yeah. Vooch is – Miles is Turner bad. is
0: in – so would you add yeah. Miles Turner or Mitch Robinson?
1: Yeah. I'd rather, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably take Miles Turner. I, yeah. Again, I, I guess it depends what I do in the first round. You know, like it's a, it's a gamble to, to, to Mitch. You know, like. I, I think they're going to play him 28 minutes a game, but you know there's going to be nights where they only play him. He's you know that if he gets into foul trouble, they got you know now they got somebody to bring him off the bench, and they got Taj Gibson and Bobby Portis can play some stretch five. I could see some lineups where they have Randall at the five if other teams go small. So they so Fizdale has a lot of options. You know it's not like Cornet's the only other center on the <laughs> roster now where they'll play him with five centers. Um, so I think they want to teach him a lesson. You know I think Fisdale... Understands that his greatest weapon to kind of yield with these guys is, is the threat of benching them and limiting their playing time. Um, so I think they're, you know, the, whereas the focus in the second half of last season or the final month of the last season, when Robinson went nuts and was a top. Listen, he has top 10 overall, uh, you know, in terms of uh, fantasy value. You know, he has he has that type of upside. Um, but again, that was strictly about Knicks tanking the season and, you know, trying to just throw in Mitch Robb at the end of the pool and, and seeing if he can swim. And he swam very, mm-hmm. very well. Michael Phelps. So, <laughs> i was uh, say the same thing <laughs> but but you know there again there's that was when winning games was a was almost a you know an unfortunate accident if yeah. happened they yeah. will be focused on on winning games early on so um i think there's there' certain matchups that that could hurt them um i would love i, I want you know, obviously i want them on at least a couple of my teams i you know I, I think the upside is extremely high but um you know in a money league you know with with the when i'm on the clock i don't I don't i don't i don't Know if I have the, the guts to take him. You know, I, I would take Clint Capella over him. I would probably lean towards Miles Turner as a safer bet over him. Um, I probably would lean Vooch. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I'd have to see. But um, again, there's. But you know, I, I think there's. There is some cause for concern because he had a lot of, you know, f- you know, six point seven rebound, nineteen minute games there, even when he was playing well. So,
0: yep. so definitely uh, a, a risk taker for sure. And I, I missed. I don't take as many risks early. But I, I think, my, I actually, just quickly on Miles Turner. Like, I thought he was, like, a mild winner because I feel like them signing Lamb and Brogdon and stuff makes, gives me kind of, like, a feel that was going to miss more time than we may think. So, I, like, I think, because oh, like, prior to Oladipo's injury, Turner was horrible, dude. Like, everyone who drafted him in the third round was like, oh, why did I do this to myself? And then he obviously was insane down the stretch. He was almost, like, league winner status. So I think I, w- I would go Turner over him. Sounds like we're on
1: the same page there. Um, I agree. Just and just just one thing on Oladipo. Um, there was there had been some murmurs. Like I think I blurbed about it over the weekend. Like we don't know if he'll be back by December or January. I would I'm I am not going to draft Nick or Oladipo in
0: any. mm
1: Not at a, not at hundred. Fan. Not maybe one. I'm he not, won't be there at one twenty five. But right, right. If he's there in the last round, of course I'll take him. But somebody's going to take him at seventy five. Somebody will take him at you know in the eighth round or you know like. And, and he I was just bad ready. last year
0: too. Like he was not good before he got hurt. Like, right. I remember the last pot I had. I was like, I think Buddy healed and Old Depot had similar value. And this is before Buddy got really hot.
1: Yep. So, yep.
0: Um, anyways, let's move on to a couple other big winners here um, that I didn't really dive in too deep. So I'm in on Derek Favors. I mean, this guy is just 28 years old. I love the Pelican system and his stats without Gobert next to him were really, really good. Per 36, 21 and 14, 1.2 steals, 2.5 blocks on 65% from the field. Uh, up-tempo system really suits him very well. I think the defensive stats are going to be there. He's going to slide. I feel like people think he's like 33, 34 because he's been in the league so long. But yep. uh, I really, really like um, – Favors is really growing on me. He's a little injury prone, but you know if you're yep. going to take him sixth, seventh round, I think that's well worth it.
1: Totally agree with you. Completely on the same page. He finished 75th overall. That's in just 23 minutes per game. Um, I don't season. think he's going to play like 30, but even if he plays 27, I think that's still. That's a big, top. Those, are, those, are, those are, four more minutes would be huge. I yeah. mean, he finished ahead of Julius Randle last year. Yeah. He finished ahead of Jamal Murray in nine cat leagues. You know, so um, I'm t- totally on the same page. He's a drastically underrated nine cat fantasy guy. I think he's in a great situation in New Orleans. Um, you know, they're not going to. You know, they 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 don't have much depth at center. Um, you know, Okafor. We'll see what happens with him. Jackson Hayes. We'll see. Um, but I think, yeah, I think he's, I think Favors has always been a, a dramatically underappreciated fantasy asset, and I think he's in a great fantasy situation in the world. So I'm totally
0: in, in agreement with you on that. For sure. So And also, I'll add,
1: like, they talk about pace all
0: day, every day in these press conferences, and, like, they have Jaleel Ocafon uh, as his backup. So, like, that's a really good positive for him. Um, I mean, how high? I mean, honestly, I said sixth, seventh round, but uh, I feel like you may have to take him in the – I mean, in leagues like you and me, but – Yes, for, for the pop, exactly. like You could sl- probably sneak him in We're going to have him I feel like on our ranks We're going to have him pretty high Like off the top of my head I may put him at like 45
1: uh, I, I really have, like him I'd probably have him close to like 55-ish yeah. but, but partly baked into that Is the fact that I don't think I need to take him right. At 50 to get him You know, I think he'll be there at 60, 70. Yeah. Um, we'll see, you know, kind of how the industry responds and rankings and stuff. But I agree with you. Like, if you know, he's just not a guy that, you know, people are going to consider. Um, so I think you can, you know, risk, you know, you can you can kind of roll the dice a little bit. And if you're, you know, if, you, if you're if you at the end of the sixth round, you know, pick somebody else and then get him at the start of the seventh, you know, that type of.
0: Thing. And then if, on the flip of that, uh, Rudy Gobert losing favors helps him as well. So yep. without him uh, per 36, 19, 15, two dimes a steal and three blocks uh, on seventy true shooting. Um, I have him as a first rounder.
1: Uh, I love Gobert, man. You, you, you. The first, you know, when you talked about Mitch Rob, you're like there's very few, you know, solid, dependable bigs. Gobert is the gold standard for yeah. dependable, solid big so you know what he's going to provide he's going to give you plenty of it he stays healthy. played 81 games last year um and the other thing with favors, he played over 70 games again last year too so it looks like he may have put that little that injury bug hopefully in the past knock on wood going forward um but yes i i, I totally agree with you um gobert is a great you know you know, t- 11th, 12th, you know, early, uh, late first, uh, early second. I'd probably – I would prefer him in the in the in the late se- – uh, in the um, early second as opposed to late first, but um, I certainly would have an issue with uh, taking them late one.
0: Yeah, free throw punt teams, man. If you pick Giannis and then get Gobert on the way back, that would be so sick. Yep. And then I've, met, I've mentioned this a few times. If you pick late-ish first and you go with like any combo of the two of the three being Gobert, Drummond, and Zion, any of those two. And then in round three, you go Ben Simmons. I feel like that's such a great way to start your draft. <laughs> yes. like yes. You're, you're building a perfect punt team, draft a lot of guys. You can shoot threes in your later picks, and you're you're really in a good position. Head-to-head. We don't do this in uh, Roto Leagues. Um, other winners, just, uh, I'll throw a name out. Um, but What do you think of Brogdon real quick? I mean, do you, are you in on him?
1: Uh, uh, I... I... I probably would I guess a lot of it depends on, you know, how the, the you know the Old situation plays out. Um but I, I like him. I, I you know I, I think he's one of those guys that was drastically underrated then he, you know then he, and it swung a lot to the other end. He might be a little tiny bit overrated at this point. Um but uh he's one of those guys that has a really high floor um especially in, um in nine cat leagues when you factor in that you know he's a 50 40 90 shooter. Um so uh you know solid floor, maybe not the highest upside. Um, but uh, but I'm optimistic on, on him going forward. And uh, Hassan Whiteside,
0: who was – he went in like almost the last round of our 10-man. He got some major wow.
1: helium to his draft stat, uh, draft stock now. Totally. I think he could be – definitely would be a situation where, um, you know, especially if you need boards – um, you know, and, and high percentage. You know, you know what he's going to bring to the table. Um, the free throw percentage obviously kills you. But again, you know, in, in the team you just mentioned, <laughs> where you got Simmons and 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 Gobert, etc. Um, Whiteside would be another guy that would just be a, a perfect fit on that type of. Squad.
0: You would probably win boards and blocks and field goal percentage on that team. Hundred <laughs> every every single week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how like how about this favors or Whiteside? it's it's right there in front of us. I, I would go favors. I would too. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's close though.
1: It's good absolutely close. Yeah. I just don't know does Portland really really like them or they want to get up some of those contracts? You know, it's not like they gave up a lot to get them. They gave up um you know some some contracts that they they didn't love. Um, I just don't know how invested is Myers Leonard. You know, um, is, uh, not Myers Leonard is, uh, Zach Collins. Is yeah. he, you know, what do they view him as? Is he, you know, a guy that they envision playing 22 minutes a night. And then if Whiteside only plays 24, will he be content and make a noise? You know, I just, I, yeah. I just, there's a lot of like kind of drama associated with Whiteside that. Um, makes his value kind of tough to peg, and wor- I worry about his floor. Uh, but if you tell me he's playing 28 minutes a night uh, on that team, where he's going to get open dunks, you know, um, I'd, I'd be very happy. I think his his upside. Is
0: and Nurk is going to be back. We would think at some point. So good, good losing point. that late
1: season upside does kind of hurt him there. Good point. His 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 fantasy value in the fantasy playoffs yeah. may be greatly diminished. So
0: and he, we know. I mean, Nurk only played. He played under 20 minutes a game. So it's going to be probably. What, twenty six, twenty two, Like, right – and probably very, very very little Zach Collins at the 5? I
1: think that's a safe – I think that's a safe – That's fine.
0: I mean, as long cool. as – if Whiteside gets anywhere close to 24 with his blocks, I mean, he could yeah. definitely be an early-round guy. So. Well, that,
1: that, yeah, that's a good point on Nurk. Even when Nurk comes back, he's not going to play – you know, they're going to ease him back into, yeah. into the rotation.
0: Uh, and then quickly, Zach Collins. Uh, again, this roster is really missing 4s. Uh, they have a ton of 3s, uh, but, I mean, they have – Basically, nobody besides Anthony Tolliver. So, I mean, I think Collins, after we what we saw him do in, in the playoffs, um, he's going to go either – it depends. Like, if your league's super savvy, he's going to probably go earlier. If not, you
1: could probably sneak him real late. I would love. I want all the shares of Zach, Collins, yeah. especially if he slips. I, I hope he, you know. I, I, he's one of those guys, and we'll, you know, over the next few months we'll talk about it. He's one of those guys. I hope does not play well in the preseason, and there is no buzz in in training camp. You know, because I want him to continue to fly under the radar, so I can scoop him up and own a ton of shares, um, because I think he could be a real, real solid, underappreciated guy on draft day. I. That, I'd be shocked if he didn't exceed his ADP um, uh, next season. And then just one other kind of hot topic-y guy that I
0: want to touch on. Uh, Terry Rozier, are you interested at all? Um,
1: yeah, I think you have to be. I, first, I think the Hornets paid him far too much. Yeah, they did. The worst, I think the worst contract this, this offseason. I, I think, would
0: agree with that, yeah. You
1: know, um, uh, But that is irrelevant from a fantasy perspective. I think they're going to need somebody to play a point. Um, I'm not a monk believer
0: um, he
1: can't handle the so ball, I, man. No, no. So I think Scary Terry's going to get as many minutes as he can handle, mm-hmm. um, if he can stay healthy. We saw the kind of numbers he put up when he was the starting point guard uh, for that final month uh, with the Celtics and into the postseason. Uh, very good rebounder for a guard, um, so he's going to give you some boards. His, you know, his, his field goal percentage is atrocious. Um, he's not an efficient offensive player, but he should get, you know, he should be a high volume scorer. Um, they're going to need somebody to put up points uh, with that awful roster. So I I am high on 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 Rozier.
0: Yeah, after the I mean, as a starter, maybe it's in his head because uh, he was good as a starter. Thirteen five and five, one point seven steals, two point three threes on forty three percent from the field, ninety percent from the line. Bingo. So Maybe it's in that's, his head, you know. And that's a four, that's not a tiny sample. Fourteen games, you know, close to yeah. you know twenty percent of the season or so. So
1: hundred percent and they just again they're limited options there down there. so right. I think um you know they're gonna let him sink a swim and they're gonna want him to justify the contract so they're gonna they don't they won't mind him you know plank logging a ton of minutes and taking a ton of shots and kind of padding his individual stats um so uh yeah, I think uh, Rosier is gonna be I think they're very-
0: we'll really talking about him a lot in DFS and in points yeah. leagues yeah. Uh, he's gonna have a big big usage rate. Yep. Uh, this team is just so, so thin on talent. Okay, so we'll kind of weave in the rest on the news we had since uh, the Monday pod. Um, we'll start with the news that we just had before we recorded, and that's Wendell Carter Jr., who was a loser um, with them picking up Thad Young and then the unicornet also coming in the mix. Uh, like I said in the last pod, like, I'll take him if he falls, but now I don't even know, dude. Like, a core muscle injury, and it was apparently a setback. It wasn't something he was playing through or something along those lines, like... Just major buzzkill on a guy I was really high
1: on. Still am really high on him, but it's just hard to make a case to draft him now. They did say that he will be healthy for training camp. You know, they did qualify with that, but obviously... Um, it's a concern. It's definitely a guy that was an, unable to stay healthy as a rookie. And, you know, you don't like to hear, you know, obviously he wouldn't have, you know, you don't like to hear multiple surgeries and, and reoccurrences of the issue already before they, his training camp has even started. Um, I do like his upside. I, I He you just saying as far as them bringing it that young, and obviously they're going to have to play Marketing and Fad um, could play some five. But I think they've given up on Felicio. Um, I could see him just being a DMP, if not, you know, every game. You know, just one of those guys where, you know, there's they, some cost, I, I think they tried to justify the contract a little bit by sneaking him into games this year, but he's just not a quality player. Mm-hmm. So, if if I, I do kind of like um, Carter Jr. In, in a in a later round situation, because I think if if he's healthy, that's an if, and we'll have obviously far more information, um, you know, come October. Um, but if he's healthy, I think he's a guy that could see a lot of minutes um, and be a productive be a, be a productive fantasy player because so he especially if he can knock down some threes.
0: Zach Collins easily over him. Yes. Okay. Who else can we think of here? Um, Portis. I'd rather Wendell Carter Jr. than Portis. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. It. That's probably. Uh, I would. I, I like Wendell Carter Jr. So yes. I would take him too. But he's so. He's like. Like I said about Bam. Like he has like that Horford kind of game. Yeah, he can just help yeah. you in so many little areas, and just so well rounded, like not and he's not style. gonna
1: and he's not gonna kill you in any.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I definitely still some hope, but a guy uh, he was on my short list of guys I wanted to draft. And we did that in like March, and like right. now, like don't have him as high as I used to. Um, and yeah, and then just quickly, I I am basically across the board off bulls, <laughs> um, uh, other than maybe Kobe White, if, he, if I could sneak him in somewhere. I, I'm just I just don't trust this team, man. There's the shadiness just kills me.
1: And even with Kobe White, he got sataransky there now, so that that that's a buzzkill. Um, you know, we'll see what they do with Dunn, but it sounds like he's you know, Dunn. Sounds like he's done. <laughs> Dunn is done. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I agree that. I just don't know the direction. Boylan is a strange, weird character. So I think they made I think I thought Young was a good signing. Um I like the Sadaransky signing. So I think their front office did a decent job this offseason. Um, but yeah, I'm just not sure what direction, you know. Again, they're they're one of those teams that you would kind of assume, you know, in years past would kind of tank um, but I think they're, you know, eager to prove that and win some games next year. And, you know, um, Boylan is going to you know, be coaching for his job, essentially. You know, try he's going to push those guys to win as many games as possible. So, and what uh, do you think about
0: marketing maybe against, like, Tobias Harris or somebody like that?
1: Um, Young kind of clouds the water there a little bit. Um, I think marketing is fine, though. I think marketing is fine. Yes, certainly fine. I just yeah. don't. You pro, I just don't know if I love him where he's at. Otto Porter Jr. is probably the one guy that I I've always loved. Otto Porter Jr. I always will. I think he's a great non cat fantasy guy. So um, I'll have him higher than most, and I'll have him on a lot of my teams. Because um, I think me. he's kind of you know. Uh, rotation minutes proof You know He's just one of those guys That doesn't hurt you in anything Helps you in everything um, So I'm, I'm a big auto guy But oh, outside he hurts.
0: He hurts you when he gets hurt
1: uh, Good point good <laughs> That's point. my
0: good. thing Like I just I can't do it on the Bulls Like they're gonna sit him As long as he needs to be sit sat So
1: yeah, valid point But he did I mean he did He's good stopping. No I'm.
0: Uh, I, like if you told me Like I always do this If you told me Every player in the NBA Was gonna play 82 games Like Otto would be Probably a third rounder
1: Yes Like yes. I
0: love him per game just, yes, I just yes, I can't stand spending a third or fourth round pick on a guy that I have no confidence in playing seventy games. Valid point. Valid you know. point. Anyways, um, any other Bulls takes? Levine, uh, I, not, you're off. I'm off Levine too. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. All right. Um, so Mo Harkless, he got kind of traded. It was technically one trade, but he basically got. Uh, traded twice He thought he was getting sent to two teams But Miami and Los Angeles Not two bad places to live <laughs> um, So how could you be more heartless Getting traded twice Anyways um, Interested Like last round flyer kind of thing
1: I guess. Um, you know, there's just so much still, so much uncertainty how teams round out their roster. So um, I guess we'll have to see, you know, kind of how, how that plays. Really good out position for them. I mean,
0: they're going to be pretty thin in forwards. Uh, obviously, Gal who really exceeded expectations last year, maybe he can't stay healthy this year. So um, I think he's going to be a guy Ooh. we're going to be talking about.
1: But if they don't get Kawhi, how do they, do they invest, you know, in bring in two other forwards or three, you know, like, yeah. um, I think a lot depends on, on what they do with their cap space. Um, should Kawhi leave, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah.
0: And then one local LA guy, um, and let me just preface this by saying any Kawhi report you're hearing up until this podcast, don't put, don't, don't bet on it. Um, yeah. but he was saying that yep. he thinks the Clippers have a, a pretty good shot. So just throwing that out there. So it's again, like all these like fake Twitter insiders that, that I always see on my yep. timeline, like, Don't trust those dudes There's a reason why Like I've said this many times Like Nobody has ever Pegged Kawhi's Information correctly Like we heard like Oh he's gonna play In back to backs Nope Oh he's gonna return Into the so and so date Nope Like Don't trust reporters On Kawhi Like even the best ones and We have some Amazing NBA reporters Yes Um, Okay so let's just move on um, what about, I talked about uh, Boston. I wrote a losers column, and I said Boston had a lot of losers here. Um, I can't take Tatum in the fourth round anymore. Uh, I'm not drafting Jalen Brown. Um, I'm not drafting Gordon Hayward. Even if it's like the seventh or eighth round, I get his upside. But Kemba was number one in pick and rolls per game last year. Uh, both Kemba and Cantor had higher usage rates than Kyrie and Horford uh, last year. It's just, I, I'm not in on that. I am in on Kemba. Uh, I think Kemba's a solid second-round guy, durability being really the top thing for me. But I think Brad Stevens can help him out. As he used to probably drop under 30 and like, the 31 last year. But I do like him. Um I don't really like Ke- um, Horford. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Cantor. So it's pretty much just Kemba and then Time Lord in the last round is, like, my Boston draft strategy. Uh-oh.
1: Yeah, I think the center situation is a mess. I don't I don't want any of those guys if you, you know, if, if I if I last round flyer, I certainly don't have a problem with Robert Williams, um, but uh, I don't want Cantor, and obviously Tice is, is is unappealing. Um I I'm a little bit assuming Marcus Morris leaves. I'm I'm higher on Tatum than you are. Um, I think Kemba Walker's usage rate's not going to just drop a little bit. I think it's going to drop a lot. Hello. Oh, um, it's
0: like 20
1: 26. 26, 27, You know, 27 is still pretty good. That would put him in top twenty in the league, pretty cool, pretty close. Yes, that. yes. But I, you know, I I think he's. Op- I think one of the reasons he went to Boston was he so that so he wouldn't have to, um, you know, shoulder the entire offensive load of an organization. Um, I think he's. I think he'll be. I think he'll embrace playing for a smart coach and in, in Brad Stevens. that will get the ball in other people's hands and keep the ball moving as opposed to him, you know, just kind of isolating beating his guy off the dribble, which he can do and which he will do in, in fourth quarters when they need. Him to or when they need a bucket, you know, late in the first half, whatever the case might be, um, he certainly still has that skill set. But it's a four-year deal, you know. He's already, you know, he's approaching his thirtieth birthday. They're not going to burn him out, you know. And you know, they're they're going to think big picture, long term. They want to keep him fresh for the playoffs. Um, so I think they're going to, you know, lean a little bit more on the on Tatum and and Hayward's a very interesting player. I don't have the guts to draft him unless he fell really far. Um, but Tatum, I am I am confident um, can have a, a bounce back year. And, and, and I think they'll try to make him more of a focal point of the offense and get him going and you know kind of reestablish his confidence and um, you know and, and I think he'll deliver.
0: So let's play the uh, the Kemba Walker. Do you think Kimba's a second rounder? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So exactly. you agree with me that Drew Holiday is kind of firmly ahead of him, right? Yes. So then after that, this is where it gets messy. This is where you're looking at if you want to point, like say you draft a big, say you draft a D or cat, um, and you know, okay, so then you take somebody else, so it's third round or whatever. Um, Trey, Ky- uh, Kyrie, Westbrook um, Which, I mean, it depends on your league Like, you and me, and those are the rotor road crew We won't draft Westbrook because he just destroys you in three areas So he may be gone, but How do you feel about um, Kemba versus Kyrie versus That's kind of, in Trey, like
1: I want, I'd i rather Kemba than all those guys
0: Yeah, I agree, I'm Mr. Trey yeah. and I, I would take Kemba over Trey
1: Yep yeah. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. For me, it's easy. No, no brainer. Take Kemba over Trey. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. And what about Kyrie? Are you in on him at all or no? Uh,
1: I'd rather Kemba than Kyrie as well. Yeah. Um, Firm? Kind of? Or I, is it? Eh, I, I certainly wouldn't have a problem taking Kyrie. I just think Kemba's a little more durable, a little bit of a higher floor. Um. We'll see how, you know, Kyrie kind of, you know, sets him, you know, I don't think he's going to come out gunning. Uh, right away, I think he's going to try to you know keep everybody happy and and, and play the the facilitator role um, a little bit more so than he did with Boston. Um, but yeah, I, I Irving's awesome. I, I certainly have no have no problem. Um, I think those guys are very very closely um, graded to each other. But just the the durability issue, I, I would lean towards Campbell.
0: And let me pin you on Tatum here. Uh, so Tatum, Tobias Harris or Otto Porter Jr. I feel like they're going in the same neighborhood. Uh I would Tobias for me. Ah, uh, so I, I, safe, dude. He he plays eighty games all the time. Like, give me Tobias. I know what I'm getting with him. So so solid. I think he will be a number three score. Taking Jimmy out of the situation will help him. Even though Horford's a low usage Drake guy, so Embiid's going to sit a lot. Like, I I love Tobias. Yeah, he, yeah.
1: You probably you're probably right. Okay. You're probably right. It's well. close, but I if when I'm on the clock, I I would go Toby.
0: But yeah, t- uh, and Tate has been pretty durable too, so no, no knock on him. But I was just saying yeah. compared to Otto. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, so let's move on to some other news. Uh, Minnesota picking up some cheap power forwards in Jordan Bell and Noah Vonley. Obviously, they lost the homie Dario Sarch. Fantasy um, takeaways from this one, or just kind of want to see how it plays out. Anybody you feel like you would take in the last round?
1: Yeah, we'll kind of see how it plays out, but I think Vonley in the right situation. Um, he's a guy that'll jump off waiver wires if somebody gets hurt, you know, um, because he played really well in the first half for the Knicks. His 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 efficiency really dropped dramatically after that first half. He's you know he's making three pointers and then um, all of a sudden he couldn't hit the side of a barn, so that that, that hurt his stats. But um, on a permanent basis, he's a very productive, um, efficient player. He also gives you some steals and some blocks. So um, I, I'm a Noah Vonley fan, but obviously it's going to depend a lot on roster structure and you know minutes, etc. So. Um I'd consider him late round, you know, last yeah. round.
0: I'm probably not into it. Um big big buzz out of Minnesota is Lord Robert covington playing a lot of four. Yeah. I think that's legit the way the roster's put together, so that definitely makes a lot of sense. So I Good mean point. best case you're looking at like twenty minutes with him and Bell possibly splitting, playing matchup games. Like I feel like you could do better, um, especially yeah. with guys who are pretty high usage on that roster.
1: Definitely. And Bell being there obviously complicates the, the matters, you know. Yeah. It, 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 if, think, he, if, if he earns minutes, I would take
0: Bell over Vonley just because I know if, given 22, 23 minutes, Bell can make an impact with his defensive stats. True. But, I mean, I, I, can, I can make a case for Vonley, too. Uh, yeah. Let's move on here. Um, uh, Isaiah Thomas to the Wizards. Any interest here? This roster is a disaster. Um, perhaps yes. the best place for him. I mean, this team
1: is terrible. Awful, awful. I mean, it, 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 poor Bradley Beal. I mean, who's the second best player on that roster? You know, I mean, it's is it Thomas Bryan, it I guess is
0: which is crazy, it, which is oh, shocking.
1: Um, so I, that's, I, it,
0: let me get you on Beal real quick. I'm off, dude. I put him as um, one of my main losers. It's cause this because this roster is so bad.
1: I mean, I make – I made, I make If I was definitely if I was going devil's advocate, that means he's going to do that canvas thing where he just. Balls out and is the only guy every night that, you know, I understand defenses are going to focus on him, et cetera. But um, I'm not off the the Beal bandwagon. I'm high. I want him. So over Drew Drew or Beal? I probably – That's going to be a decision for people.
0: I think it's Drew easily just because I'm worried about the Wizards resting guys late in the season. I know – and Beal played, you know, the 82 games last year. And he's been so, so durable. I get that. But, like – I don't know. It's I just a, don't trust his Like they, they don't have a freaking general manager yet. They're going through all this stuff, and it shows. Their roster's a disaster. A nice, I hate that, dude.
1: It's a really, really bad situation. The other thing with Beals, he might demand a trade. You know, he says he wants a sign extension. I, you're right. There is some – I just I, – I just think, you know, he did play 82 games. He was so good last year. Um, yeah. And then
0: no, like, I, I had him number nine, and then the next I did my like top ten – and then yeah. the next day, like, Gruntel was like, oh, yeah, or whoever, uh, or Leonsis was like, oh, yeah, we're going to, like, basically say we're tanking. That just knocked me off him so hard. Because, I mean, Biel was uh,
1: definitely a league winner last year. He was so, so good. Well, the one guy in the Wizards I want is Ish Smith. I love him as a nice. late round. I love him as a so late round. So, not
0: Isaiah? I would take Isaiah
1: over Ish. You would? Nah, I, I would so. rather a Smith.
0: Ish um, isn't going to play 28 minutes, though, I don't
1: think. You don't think so?
0: No, and they, I, we saw him play next to Reggie Jackson at times, but I, you
1: can't do that with it. When's the last time Isaiah Thomas played more than twenty minutes in consecutive? It's true. Games? It's true. But I'm just I, like, seriously, I, was it in Boston? I, I don't know the answer. It might yeah, it was be definitely Boston. I mean, you know, like so. I just I, I it, it, is he healthy now? I get I understand why the Wizards took a flyer on him. I, I totally understand if you'd want to take a last round flyer on him, but I would. I think I'll probably have missed because I, I expect Isaiah Thomas to play at most fifty games. Um, and then play, you know, t- you know, t- 18 minutes off the bench. I just think, unfortunately, um, and it's the re- and it's one of the primary reasons why I never have an issue with athletes cashing in when they can, because poor Isaiah Thomas, you know, was ready to back up the Binks truck, and you know, set- had to settle for a minimum two, you know, two years in a row. Um, but yeah, I just I'm not confident. I think if Smith is going to play 70 as many games as he can play. You know, he'll play 82 if he can play him. I think he'll play 30 minutes a night if he can. You know, they have no problem burning him out. Um so I think he's just one of those guys you know kind of the d j augustine type situation where they just he's not a not a great player but he's gonna you know he could provide top one twenty five value um strictly on minutes minutes alone
0: so i'll i'll give you one uh ish i t alfred payton uh or colin sexton
1: Did anybody there jump out or It'd be, be, I, it be it would be between Sexton and Smith, but I would take Ish Smith. Okay. Um, just just because he's the only guy that's gonna that I know is gonna be a starting point guard. Sexton might play the two. He might play. I, I'm not sure what they're gonna do with him with Darius Garland in the mix. Um, but I think yeah, Ish Smith. In the, in those late rounds, I, I totally understand some guys taking the flyer, and you know, and and certainly. Um, uh, Thomas has a very high upside. Sexton played really well down the stretch, um, but uh, in those type of situations, I'm probably depending again depending on my roster structure. But I like to get guys. I could see him having a good month, and then I could trade him away for you know somebody that's struggling that type of thing. Yeah. If you teams that are going to need starting point guards, there's only you know there's only 30 starting point guards in the league. So if I can get one of those guys, a starting point guard, and not just a name only, it's not like he's going to play 18 you know cheaters you know first the first four minutes and then come out. I could. I, I if you said the over under his minutes per game. I, you know, twenty eight or twenty six. I, I would take the over. So, yeah.
0: so I would take it. We're talking like last couple rounds here. Right. People are going right. to take Sexton too high for me. Um, he's basically point guard Joyce Randall. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not really into that. But maybe you know, if I build a lot of defensive stats, which I always do, my team's always have defensive stats. So like maybe if it's that situation where I need some scoring punch, maybe. But. Like, uh, I just think last couple rounds, like you're gonna cut those dudes. So I feel like true. super up, super upside. And like it had, it had a legendary year. He's one of 16 players in NBA history to have a 30, 30, 60 season minutes usage rate and true shooting. Um, that year, he was first rounder. So yeah, in a couple of years. Obviously, the, the things have changed, but I'm not ready to write him off just yet. Um, hope, other than that, uh, just quickly on Utah, we talked about Gobert. Uh, this team is really well put together, man. Uh, picking up Emmanuel Moutier, who improved his true shooting 5% last year, upped his, uh, upped his usage rate, just played better overall. Um, you're talking about a third-string point guard who can place him too. Uh, they also picked up Boyan Bogdanovich. They picked up Jeff Green. They picked up Ed Davis. Like They are just killing it at the dollar store right now. Uh, um, so like, w- Any other guys? I mean, obviously, Donnie Mitch, third, late third.
1: I'm not a Mitchell fan. Yeah. Never happened. You know, I I I'm not certainly not with the upgrades they made around the roster. I don't think he's going to be so I won't have him on any of my teams. I'm you know, I'll probably have him, you know, ranked like I think I had him outside the top 50 last year and people were screaming at me. Yeah. Um but uh, I, I you know, you just, if you just look at his numbers. Um I think the big loser in Utah might be Ingles though. I'm worried about him um with, Let me Bogey. give you
0: something real quick. So his um uh assists per 36 went up about 4 when he wasn't with Rubio and Donnie. So his per minute output is going to go up. And he's going to close. So True. Uh, I had this True. argument with Jonas um, the other day. And I was like, dude, he's he's going to be fine. He's going to get his minutes. He's going to be better per minute. Um, we he actually gonna... didn't hit threes early in the season. So I feel like yes. you're going to get him late, man. Like People are be like, oh, he doesn't start. He's going to be not very good. Like You could get jingles in like round probably 11, 12, 13. Sign me up. Oh, you
1: think you'll fall that far? For sure. Like... I
0: mean, he's not going to be starting, it sounds like. There's something that they're going to play Jeff Green at the four. Uh, and then boy on the def- makes sense to start him and then angles can handle the ball in the second unit and really just kill that second unit um with like a- Ed davis low usage like the guys he's gonna play next to um and again in- uh, very um a- needs an assist kind of players too um these guys catch and shoot shoot they're gonna play have an added bench uh bench shooter so uh i, d- I think angles is kind of a mild winner here um, with this way this roster shaking out as crazy as it sounds
1: Interesting. Interesting. Um, I'm going to have him inside my top 100, you know, it'll be late 90s. Um, but I, I, you know, maybe, maybe around there, you know, maybe 105 inside the top 105 or so. But yeah, so if he, if he's there, you know, after 100, um, which I think you're probably right, he probably will be, um, I'm just thinking in terms of where I had projected him last year to where I'll project him going into this season um, will certainly be down far lower um, but you're right that may present a great buying opportunity so I'll scoop him up if he does slide and
0: then Jeff and Green I, oh good
1: just, just real quickly I saw you tweet uh, some stuff on Moutier Nick fans knocked him and you know some you know tended to really bury him last year but he played pretty well I mean he is what he is he's never going to be a starting you know star point guard but um, you know he can he can there is, he does have a skill set that, uh, that that is a you know decent value off the bench
0: he's two days He's older than Cameron Johnson, man.
1: Yep, I mean, he's still yep, young.
0: Yep, uh, so, maybe, uh, yep. And he got he improved last year. Some guys just take time to get going. There's a lot of, like, uh, hey, maybe Isaiah Thomas is an example who was, you know, not very good. And then all of a sudden he's an MVP candidate. So sometimes right. it takes some time. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Jingles is just so, so durable,
1: Did, man. Have like, they said that Green's going to start it? At, at not four. official, but
0: that makes so much sense to me.
1: I agree with you. I was just wondering if if they if, if there was any rumblings or anybody to, you know.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Jingles is game log man. Last four seasons, eighty one, eighty two, eighty two, eighty two. Like yep. the guy just yep. doesn't miss yep. games. Uh, his three point shooting fell off a cliff last year. It's down five percent after shooting forty four percent in each of the previous two seasons. So, yeah, dude, like give me give me the some Jingles, back. and he's a, just a really he had uh, almost six assists a game. I think he will clear six assists next year. Uh,
1: you make, make a good point. as him kind of the focal point of the second unit. That yeah. that could be a situation uh, uh, that he could really excel in. And even
0: I'm, I'm way off Boyan. Uh, he was not very good up until Oladipo went down and he really went off late in the year right. scoring-wise. Right. Um, I'm totally off. I'm not even drafting him in 12 teams.
1: Yeah, you'll have to you'll he will he'll be gone by the time you consider him yeah. um you know based on his production without now he goes to a situation where you know Connolly and Donovan Mitchell and Ruby Gilbert is just not an ideal you know it's not and a, then, Uh a, just and
0: quickly a, on Connolly
1: what were you fourth fifth yeah I I've always been a Connolly guy um he's done me right so I'll probably have I, I'll you know, probably have him somewhere in the you know late fourth
0: and last thing news-wise, uh, Kevon Looney with one of the best deals of the offseason so far, three for uh, fifteen over three, uh, and then adding Willie Cauley-Stein at the minimum. Uh, so just quickly, Willie Cauley-Stein was one of the best. He was a pretty solid screener last year, and D'Angelo Russell was second in pick and roll plays. So I feel like that's a good little new wrinkle. Golden State's very you know catch and shoot it, open open threes kind of offense with uh, Dre and uh, who's going to run the offense even more now. So. Um, I was in on Looney a lot before the Collie Stein news, but now I'm a little bit down. Uh, but I still think Looney has a shot at 27, 28 minutes, and his steals numbers were outstanding uh, when he was playing uh, at the five uh, or at the five next to Draymond. So I, I think he could be a real sneaky sneakerson.
1: I wa- I wonder if Golden State will consider bringing back the Marcus too if if they don't if he doesn't find any cake. I
0: feel like uh, just quickly on that, like he has to go somewhere where he can pad his stats,
1: right? I feel like if. For- I- Think so. I you know he did the whole let's win for winning sake thing, but I could also see him ended up in L.A. too with the yeah, Lakers Me too. Drama.
0: Me too. I, but again, like I don't really think he's like kicking himself too hard because I mean if K if KD didn't get hurt, the whole he didn't win a, win a ring thing is moot. So I don't know. Right. Uh, right. Where were where you at on Looney? Um, anybody? Um,
1: yeah, I'm not crazy high. I think they're going to try to limit his minutes. You know, he just doesn't seem like a guy that's going to, you know, that's physically can handle playing, you know, 28 minutes a night for 70 plus games. Tom, um, so So, I go, names and,
0: out. so uh, Thomas Bryant or Looney? Bryant. Okay, yeah, I think so. I'm Free too. Uh, who else? Can we um, Deadman in Sacramento. You know, not at all or no.
1: I'd probably go Deadman.
0: I I just don't trust. Actually, the Kings have some direction, but. I would take Looney just because I like the younger, more mysterious upside. This is kind of who I am. But right. it's close. They're they're gonna go next to each other too. But yeah. sorry yeah. to cut you off. Did you have anything that you're gonna like? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, cool. Macaulay um, Steen. Oh, just quickly on D'Angelo. I'm off. Are you?
1: I don't know. I I, I... often what like what do you where do you think he'll go? in he's in gonna day? go
0: early. I think he's gonna go. I think he's gonna go. Maybe third. Oh, you think he'll go that high? Maybe third. I don't. I don't think he's going to go third in our leagues. But right. I think right. like. I think in I our think... league, well, someone's going to take him early, dude. Like it's just the way it goes. Like someone's going to say, "Oh, D'Angelo on the Warriors. They have you should to go around now, which they do. You can make a good case for D'Angelo." Um, and like I said, I think adding Collie Stein, who's going to probably start because they like looting off the bench to um, come in and finish. But um, yeah, uh, so. Would you rather have Chris Paul or D'Angelo? Chris Paul. Yeah, me too. I hate Chris Paul right now. This is <laughs> I used to draft Chris Paul every year. Oh, I got a good one. Uh, Eric Bledsoe or D'Angelo? Bledsoe. Me too. I think yeah. Bledsoe's a sneaky winner too, losing Brogdon. They're going to have a little longer leash. Totally agree with you. So I'd like him a lot. Okay, that's why I, I think that's. I think Bledsoe is
1: going to go after Russell in most leagues. Okay, okay. So yeah, I just I, – I thought – he. He would get knocked down a lot more people understanding that he was the man in Brooklyn, um, you know, to, and a Warriors team that um, he obviously can have to share the, the offensive, even with, you know, until. And plus, the other thing with D'Angelo, where does he fit in once, you know, in the fantasy playoffs once Clay comes back is mm-hmm. complicated. Could he get, he could be traded too, from what yep. they're saying. Absolutely. What about
0: one more Kyle Lowry or D'Angelo? Lowry. Okay. All right. So that's, I, I would I, I don't draft uh, older dudes, so I would take D'Angelo. <laughs> Uh, even though name, I'm with you on, name, cl- your, but CP3 is age. CP3 is one of the best fantasy players of my lifetime, dude. Like of this, yep. you know, the internet age fantasy. Yep. Let's can I get you on somebody here? Um, I, I okay, this I, I know who I would take.
1: Shea Gilgis Alexander. <laughs> I would. He was so good over the second half of the season. I I'm gonna surprise you, but I'd probably go SGA too. Easy. Easy yeah. shit. Easy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's my that's my dude. I'm gonna draft him so early. Uh who I gotta get you on somebody here to see how low you are on D'Angelo. Um Lou Williams. I'd go D'Angelo. Okay, there we go. All right. <laughs> I think I would too. And I like Lou. Yeah. Lou's been pretty solid. Yeah, And he's a, a sneaky
1: winner too if they don't land Kawhi, but we'll see on that. Um Summer League takeaways, which is kind of go ahead. Thinking go ahead. about it before I put it down on paper, I prob I'll probably have D'Angelo like in the 50 to 60 range overall. Yeah. And so you have, so my you guess, is
0: a fourth rounder then?
1: Yeah, I'd probably have him like late forties, early fifties. Yeah. So, okay. It's,
0: I thought I was going to be the, the lead dog on Shea. No, um, I love what he did. Ooh, what uh, about this one? Uh, D'Angelo or DeJounte Murray? Russell. Yeah, I think was, if, if, if I knew that DeJounte was not going to be rested, I would probably take DeJounte. But, um, yes, that's yeah. or, or Derek White. Derek White, you would take D'Angelo over Derek White, I assume. What's that? Derek White or D'Angelo? D'Angelo, yeah. Yeah, would yeah. Take D'Angelo. Uh, so quickly on Vegas takeaways, like, I think the biggest takeaway is it's super whack this year, because uh, <laughs> everyone's freaking hurt or not playing. Uh, this stupid July 6th had to wait to get their contracts moved thing is so so crappy to me, and then now PJ Washington's out. Um, As we just found out as we record this podcast, like, dude, everybody's out, man. The only takeaway I have is if the Heat dump contracts, I'm interested in Tower
1: Hero. That's the only thing I got. Friday night, 9.30, Eastern Standard (laughs) Time, R.J. Barrett versus Zion. Um, You know, it'll be the – I'm very interested to watch R.J. play um, and and Knox and – um, Mitchell Robinson and Trier are gonna play a couple games each for the Knicks. Um I wanna see Iggy Brad um, the Knicks' second round pick as well. So um I'll have reason to watch there. Obviously Zion should be fun. Um John ja Morant. So there'll be some guys, some some guys to keep an eye on. Yeah. And also Michael Porter Jr. For Michael sure. Porter, He's Porter apparently Jr. gonna get massive
0: opportunity. And Robert yep. Williams too is supposed to put yep. big minutes. Yep, yeah. Yep. So it's fun. I mean, this this whole Sacramento and Solid uh, City I, thing. It it's it's been good before though. Yeah. But just nobody's playing, man. Like, they're seriously, like, what, one lottery pick hero? Yeah. Like, it's yeah, just so it's... odd, man. And, like, obviously we've seen, like, Thomas Robbins have some cool highlights. And Lonnie Walker actually kind of went off in his first game. He looked great, but barely going to get rotation minutes. Uh, Keldon Johnson went uh, went off yesterday, 29, other guys. But pretty whack, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of yeah. a I you know, I love Summer League as much as anybody, but I'm disappointed. Yep. Yeah. But Vegas is gonna be Vegas is gonna be good Vegas is coming Vegas, Vegas baby Alright so Rob Anything else you got um, Got cooking or anything Going on here You got a lot of stuff at, uh, You're ready to stuff for Forbes And doing a little podcast game
1: Yeah yeah A little bit of this A little bit of that We got the, the 4th of July Grilling and chilling tomorrow So uh You know stay busy
0: For sure Alright so we're out of Here on that You guys enjoy your holiday And uh, we'll be back on Friday To talk a little Vegas Summer League Maybe some Kawhi news Uh uh-huh. hopefully yeah hopefully man uh this is just he's just keeping us on eggshells here so you guys again enjoy july 4th be safe and thanks for going on man thank you sir